This podcast contains language that is not appropriate for children, including everything Dan Broadbent ever has said, will say, or presently is saying, or maybe even thinking in his head. Oh, dear God. <laughs> like my thoughts. We don't, we don't, we don't want to say those things, right? Oh, dear God. You don't, I don't, I don't want to even think yeah. those thoughts, but like, I yeah. can't, can't stop. I know. So that's pretty Thank much you. our podcast. I know. I know. Um, I know. How do I recover? Uh, <laughs> tonight's episode of the Science Enthusiast Podcast is brought to you by our friend Vance. Our friend Vance, the kind of guy who will bail you out of jail after you've been caught holding a candlelight vigil for Harambe after hours at the Cincinnati Zoo inside the gorilla enclosure. He's the kind of guy who would bail you out of jail after you've been caught um, sticking for rectal use only stickers on the produce at your local grocery store. The kind of guy who will be there for you when it hasn't been your day or week or month or... I feel not okay reading that, but you'll get the reference <laughs> later in the show. I don't yeah. I don't like... I didn't like reading that. Vance will be there for you. We should have. Dad. I know. He is our friend Vance. He's our friend Vance. He's everyone's friend, Vance. He's, he's our friend. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and thank you for listening to the Science Enthusiast Podcast. My name is Dan Broadbent, and as always, I am joined by my awesome friend, Natalie Newell. Hey, Dan. How are you? Uh, it's just... You're here I'm with me. You're... You're here. And here is here is good enough. <laughs> it's it's yeah. good enough. Good enough. Good enough. <laughs> it's good enough. enough. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, and speaking of things that were really here at one point, because, you know, God stories are totally real. Do you want me to tell you about one? Yeah, tell okay. us about our God of the Week. Okay, so so here's the thing. I'm going to apologize before I even before I even start, because... That's what, the, that's what the new disclaimer for the show should be. Yeah, like, we're Just sorry. An apology. So, so here's the thing, right? So, so you know, I like, I have the habit of sometimes giving um, the Google Doc link to, to people like you or other friends of the show. And, and so this, this one, I mean, I gave this Google Doc link to, um, to Matt and, and he, like, he added a God. And when I read the, the first, like, description, I thought, okay, this, this God actually makes sense for a show where we've interviewed a farmer because, this God, the first thing, you know, one of the first things that come up is this is a God of like livestock, fruit, plants. So I'm like, okay, this is going to be perfect for this episode with Rob Sharkey. Yeah. And then I did the Google search um, for, for Priapus. And so I guess like you guys can totally Google him too. And the images like don't open it at an office computer or something because so in addition to, you know, Oh dear guy. God! Did you Google it? I just Googled it. Yeah. So. Oh my God! Oh, so that is I'm, not safe. Yeah, for yeah. Work. it's not safe for work. So, so here's the thing, and this is again, this is all. This isn't even my oh, fault. Oh, that's a little statue. Like somebody carved yeah. this. Somebody carved that. They took the yeah. time. Like I don't know so, how you. I don't how, Oh my God! Multiple people so have carved you know, this in stone. Yeah, and you know people are googling this right now. But for anybody who's like listening to this in their car and not able to Google, um. So, so Priapus is, um, he's also the, the god of, like, male genitalia. And he's got he's, a big he's, dick. He's known for his oversized erection. Like, like really, really huge to where like, you should consult like, a doctor. 
it, talk to it, a doctor. If this were like scaled up to like real person size, yeah. like at least the statue that I'm looking at in some of these drawings, well, there's one where he's got like some drippage going on oh, there, but, and God. he's walking and oh. I'm not sure. Oh. He's also, he's also black in that one. So I don't know what's happening there. Uh, so yeah. Um, but like if, if, if we were, if we scaled this up, like it would be like y- you would, you would pass out. Like yeah, if like, you got an erection. Yeah. This oh, is- I like this one. I like this one where he's like laying on it and like cuddling <laughs> with it. I will note. I will note that this one is uncircumcised, and the others, uh, I would say, I I will dare say, almost all of these, he appears to be circumcised. Oh, really? Ones that have that level of detail. Not that I've like stared at. uh, Because I think uh, I saw an uncircumcised one. But anyways, so so yeah. Again, I'm sorry. Um, He was the he was the son of Aphrodite, um, and his dad was Dionysus. So he was like. The child of sort of like beauty and wine, I guess, really. But um, but Hera, one of the other uh, goddesses, she she cursed him from the time that he was in Aphrodite's womb because I think Hera had some jealousy of Aphrodite, so she's like, okay, your son is going to be impotent and ugly and like have a dirty mind before he's even born. She decided that. So, um, because so, fuck that kid. Because like, because fuck he that. Knows what he did. Fuck that kid. Like it's just it's all we, his fault. I'm, for clarity's sake, we are not advocating. We are not that. You, no. So I'm going to keep not, going. That's meant in I'm, the yeah. Colloquial. I, yeah. I don't know. That was just yeah. That was just fuck it kind of thing. Yeah. So um. So the other gods were like, you can't live on Mount Olympus. We're going to throw you down to Earth because they're really nice. Um. So he, so Priapus just ends up like on a hill somewhere, but he was found by shepherds. He was raised by shepherds. Um, and okay. So he became really just like generally frustrated by his. I would be frustrated attempts. if no, nobody's gonna, no. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh yeah. No, he became Repentant. frustrated. Like he, and, but he always had a boner, which yeah. like as that was, do. that as you do, that was frustrating. Um, but then, then he tried to like sexually assault somebody. But some That's... donkeys. But, but but listen though, some oh donkeys God. like like thwarted that plan. So yay for donkeys. Um, but so so it, he essentially then was punished for this lustful, um, really inappropriate nature of his by having a a permanent erection. So I'm really how does, sorry, how guys. Does that, how does that? How, like, I mean, I can see the punishment, but then, like, you're good to go, like always. But also, I guess you're good to go always. But, but also, but it he's never, got a big but it never goes pop. away. He, it's like but really, really freakishly large. It um, is so big. It's so big. So, um, so that, so that's the god of the week, and yeah. It just was not what I was expecting when I was like, oh, agriculture and um, plants and livestock. And then I then to Google I went and I was and definitely in public when I Googled for, this. This who is do we have to thank for this. This is atheist theologian, Matt O'Neill. Oh, God damn it. Why, why is he allowed to? I know. It's like it's one of those things where it's just it's now it's just a tradition that he gets mentioned for doing something awful. Involving Every, a penis. <laughs> Involving a penis. <laughs>
All right, now that we have works. an interview with Rob Sharkey. I was going to say, that works on a few layers that I, I did not intend for it, to, for it to occur on, but he knows what he did. Tonight, we are thrilled to be joined by Rob Sharkey. According to his Twitter bio, Rob is a farmer, outfitter, and a friend that'll help you hide a body. Because, you know, we all need one of those. So um, he's also the host of the Shark Farmer podcast and the Farmer and the City Girl podcast. Rob, welcome to the Science Enthusiast yeah, podcast. I'm, I'm a scientist now, too, since I'm on yeah, two science podcasts. So I already got the business cards coming. So thank you. If you could awesome. include that in my bio, I'd appreciate it. Okay, so he's, I think, he's I think a, it's supposed to be a bio because it's supposed to be short. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, we'll add, we'll add it there. He's also... Um, I mean, I've I've heard he's listened to this show a few times. So I have, yeah. He knows what we do around Thank here. Thank you, and I'm sorry. Really terrible things, and yeah, I know. I you have. guys and cuss. Then, we do. Yeah, we do. We we say some shit sometimes. We get, that, we that's do. what I've we heard. Our, we yeah. earn our explicit. We earn our explicit um, rating on iTunes. We have to work. We work for it really hard every week, <laughs> um, and so. I want to, like, before we get started, say thank you to um, our mutual friend Vance Crow for making this introduction. I mean, Vance Crow, big supporter and friend of this show and us. And um, yeah. I hung so, out with him, like, last week, two weeks ago. Yeah. When Congratulations. He was here, uh, Indianapolis. Yeah. You chill. Yeah. yeah. Monsanto bought me, like, a few beers, and it was great. So. Awesome. Paid. Every time I mention Congrats. Vance Crow on a podcast, an angel gets his wings. <laughs> well, so th- so there we go. So yeah. Vance Crow, thank you for this. And so um, let's get started. So you are the first farmer that we're that we're talking to on the podcast. So like, congratulations, you are first. Well, I'm honored. Well, thank Hopefully you. Hopefully, others. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. we, we're not you know, so I've, bad. I've listened to your podcast, and it's awesome. So really, well, yeah. to have you talking to us tonight. Yeah, yeah. Well, I couldn't be happier so to be we, in like, here. So you know, we always like to kind of get people's backgrounds and kind of what what's brought them here to us today. And I like I'd love to know like your origin story, like how what what brought you to this point, and what let's how did you become a farmer? Like, and then. On top of that, how did you become this like advocate, or is the word uh, is it advocate? It Ag- is advocate. Advocate <laughs> for farmers. So, so like, so give us your story. Like, we just we want to hear that. Well, I grew up as a farm kid, and my parents. I have five older sisters, so it's like they just kept going because they wanted someone to take over the farm, and I guess they assumed that a boy should take over the farm. So, I went to college. I got an ag degree. And I came back immediately and and started farming with my dad. So it's tough. It's a tough business to get into because there's so much startup costs that you're finding a lot of times that it's, you know, a son or a daughter of a farmer is really the easiest way to come back and start farming. But it's something I love. I love very much. I've got a a true passion for it, which is kind of why it bleeds over to the advocating side of things. And so, like, you know, so right now you, you do a podcast, you, you know, talk to other farmers and everything. I mean, I, I want to get a little, before we get to that, I want to talk a little bit about what, you know, things that, that we talk about, things like biotechnology, 
all that kind of thing. Like, what has that practically done for you as a as a farmer? Well, you know, I've been farming, you know, my whole life, and I can remember, you know, how it was back when I was a little kid, and I'd be helping my dad, and just the the difference in the technology when the uh, the biotech came in and you know, the GMO crops came. It was such a dramatic shift in in how we farmed. It was so much easier on the environment. It was so much less inputs that we were using. I remember as a kid, I mean, we would use a lot of inputs because we were trying to kill a lot of different things, a lot of bugs that were trying to eat the crops. We're trying to kill a lot of weeds, you know, and then in the late 90s, Roundup Beans came in and it, it completely changed the game. You went from using herbicides that were residual, that would you would spray and they would stick you know, stick around, stick in the ground. Roundup was a, a contact killer. So you sprayed it, it dried, it was gone, it killed the weeds that it was supposed to, left the crops that it was supposed to leave, and it was a game changer. And then, you know, so we're looking at it as this great environmental, you know, project. And yeah, the rest of the world, it seems like, wants to kill us over it. Well, yeah, because I mean, that's something that I'm, you know, I was wanting to talk about with you and just, you know, kind of from the perspective of a farmer rather than just perspective of a scientist or like skeptic community is, you know, like what are, what are some of the big myths around farming and food production that, that you're seeing? Like, obviously things like, you know, about what, what Roundup and GMOs and all like, and all of this, you know, the public pers- like perception of it is probably a bit different than the perception of people who are actually doing this on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Basically what we're asking is why do you want to kill off all humanity? Well, I mean, that's a separate issue, honestly. <laughs> um, as, as farmers though, I mean, I live right by where I farm. I mean, I walk out my house and, you know, within 10 steps, there's the field that I'm spraying chemicals on. So it's that's probably the biggest myth that we're like some nameless giant corporation with hazmat suits out there just dousing our, our crops in, in herbicides and pesticides. But, I mean, we don't want to do that because we don't want to spend the money. Our goal is to make money per acre there. So we want to use the least amount of, of herbicides and least amount of pesticides, fungicides that we can and still make that plant healthy. And there's a lot of bugs out there that will destroy a crop in a heartbeat. And that's, uh, that's the main concern that farmers are after. Well, yeah, I mean, you see these like these kind of anti-GMO um, memes where it's somebody in the hazmat suit and then there's mm-hmm. like these pictures of like, or yeah, like just fields getting doused with, you know, evil, terrible chemicals and all that kind of stuff. And like, I mean, you're like when you're saying you don't want to spend the money on the shit ton of stuff, right? To like, you know. No, no, no. And it's, yeah, like I said, too, I mean, why have to live there? I'm living right by my field. So it's not, my kids are out there playing by the field, in the field. So, you know, you want to make it as safe as you can. Now, now going back to like my dad's generation, um, you know, when we were trying to cure everything with atrazine and the residuals and boy, we had pesticides, a lot of crop dusting pesticides. GMO crops came in and, man, they, they, they completely changed the game. I mean, the, the crop dusters would seem to be the, the stereotypical bad guy because they're planes and they're out there just, you know, according to the, our critics, they're out there just polluting everything. But 
now that we have the GMO crops, I mean, we had European corn borers and we had rootworms, which those were the those were the big ones. Those are the ones that can really destroy a corn crop. And the GMO corn pretty much has cured that. Not not done away with it, but it's it's very very manageable now. And so you know, then there's so like that obviously had you know good practical like successful applications for like, you know, people, farmers like you, your family, everything. And then there's this sort of demonization of, of GMO crops. And then I feel like in turn, that does that make the farmer like the bad guy for doing it, for, for using these methods? Like, do you ever, do you feel or have you experienced like pushback from kind of the outside community for that? It's a funny thing. Um, we're the ones using the pesticides and herbicides, but yet it's it's Monsanto and Dow and DuPont that are really taking the bumps for it. So when those guys are wanting to convince the public that you know these products aren't bad for the environment, they tend to try to use farmers because the public likes farmers. They like to hear from the guy growing the crops. They hate to hear from the companies. It's it's kind of a two-edged sword on that because, you know, we don't want to be used. Uh, we don't want to just be out there promoting the companies. But if we don't, these companies are going to stop giving us new products. And we want new products. We want technology. Farmers embrace science. I mean, my track, I, I don't steer my tractors. Uh, I can plant 30 million corn plants in one day. And our 99% of them are exactly 6.1 inches apart. We use science to save us money. We use science to grow crops so that we can be profitable, so that we can keep farming. That's why I'm a scientist. So science and farming go hand in hand. So like, yes. so in that, I mean, that's awesome and that makes sense. And so we, I mean, we want this to continue advancing, I would think, for the benefit of everybody and the, you know, like plentiful, sustainable food supply. And then there's, there continues to be, you know, myths and misinformation out there about food and stuff. I mean, I know um, I brought up to you when we were kind of talking about doing this show, things like the, um, like environmental working group and like groups like that talking about, um, you know, pesticides on food and like the dirty dozen and all of, all of these tactics sort of to, I don't know, promote a diff, like, like the natural just fear, like not fear even, not even, all, yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not even like a thing. It's just, they want, just want you to be afraid. And I think that's what we fight the most is the other, our, our opposition using fear. Mm -hmm. I actually had not seen that article about the dirty dozen. I, I really appreciate you sending that. Um, it was interesting. I mean, that's the environmental working group. It is what it is. It's, it's, a. <laughs> they want to be naturally grown. They want to be organic. Um, that's, that's their stick. That's their thing. They use whatever science serves their purpose. But uh, yeah. And, and the fact that organics are allowed to use some sort of herbicides and pesticides, they were all pretty, you know, lame really none of them really surprised me uh except for on your list it said uh rotenone now that that's the one that really surprised me because that that can kill stuff in a, in a pond i i've weed farmers know this uh, farmers are aware of this 
So I was actually really, really surprised that was on the list. So I, yeah, you, you taught me something. But so, so like for me to, you know, to read this kind, you know, this kind of list where, uh, you know, a group puts something out based very much in fear saying like, make sure you buy, you know, these particular products, like, you know, the organic versions, which they cost more money. And mm-hmm. so there are a lot of people out there who aren't necessarily having like the conversations that we're having, knowing that there's a lot of misinformation and just bullshit around, mm-hmm. you know, some of these issues. And so as, you know, there are parents who want to, you know, feed their kids like the best healthy, you know, diet yeah. possible. And they're feeling the fear and the guilt and like spending more money on like the organic strawberries or whatever the, the dirtiest food was on the list. I don't remember exactly what it was, but, um, but so that, that's where like, I kind of have a problem with, with the fear and that kind of marketing tactic. And like, I guess how, how do we try to change that? I mean, that's like the million dollar question is like, how do we try to, shift the narrative away from the fear but from your perspective um as a farmer i mean what do you think like what are some what are some ways we can do that i i always encourage people to grow a garden um long story short through like social media and twitter i've kind of got the the catchphrase gfy uh, which was originally meant one thing uh, when i was angry with people but i've kind of transitioned kind of transitioned into Go feed yourself, and that's that's what I like. If someone would grow a garden, they seem to understand that the things we are doing are not harmful. If they would actually grow a garden and they would see the damage that the bugs will do, the 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 way that weeds choke out the plants you want, that that seems to be the biggest thing. Now that's that's not always going to happen. So I continually to just to try to to approach that movable middle. You know, the fringe people, like the environmental working group, I guess I'm not going to get too excited about. But if I can talk to, you know, people that are willing to actually listen, you know, kind of just explain what I do. Explain that I'm eating the food, too. I'm the one going to, I go to, well, I don't go to the grocery store and buy, but my wife does. And I, I eat that stuff, you know, just as just the same as they are. So I know the science behind creating the food. I know it's safe. And I just say farmers just need to do a better job of, of convincing people of that, which Vance Crow, Angel Giddish Wings, is doing a good job by pairing people like farmers and scientists and skeptics together. And so, like, obviously, you know, you have your have your podcast that you, you know, you do and you seem to have this like kind of like cool, unique, like candid approach to talking about these issues. And I think and. And I, I mean, just as somebody who's not in like the agriculture community to listen to it, 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 it has just like a really, like, I like your show. It has a good vibe. I was listening to you talk to Julie Kelly the other day. Um, mm-hmm. That episode was fantastic. Cause you're like, you're having these open candid conversations about, about food and all these issues. So like how, like what made you decide to, to start doing that and to start becoming this voice for, for farmers? Well, I always wanted to. I just didn't know how. I've I've been through a lot of media training. I've been through a lot of uh, you know spokesman training, that type of stuff. And 
I know how to talk without offending people. I know how to talk mm-hmm. with, you know, without making people uncomfortable. And I would tend to say things that maybe I, ne- I didn't necessarily even believe. I was saying things that I didn't want to say, but I knew that you would want to hear them. I, I just didn't fit into into the mold of, of the advocate. Um, when actually my, my co-host of uh, Farmer and a City Girl, uh, she had, she's she been doing a, a podcast for years and she kind of got me into it. I told myself it, I was just going to say what I believed. I was just going to say what I wanted to say. And if it goes great, if it doesn't, no problem. I had no idea that that people were going to take to it as, as much as they did. Um, it's just just me being honest and and just letting other people be honest out there too. And yeah, it's it's I, it's it's been a humbling experience. Well, and I because even Vance, when I was talking to him about it, he was saying like, you know, you have your whole shark pack on Twitter now, like <laughs> that you have you have these these fans that will, you know, like just speak up and like. On social media and that, but that's really cool to have that. And like, you know, that you've, you've essentially created sort of a, a farming podcast network. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. I believe there's, there's safety in numbers. So yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, we we did, we started a network because farming and podcasting, I, there's just not that many of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So when you Google ag podcast, a lot of times you're getting like the backyard gardener and that's fine. But if you're looking for like more of the production agriculture, it was very hard to find those podcasts. So we wanted to start a network to where it was kind of a clearinghouse where it'd just be easy to find a production ag podcast. Yeah. And so as far as like, you know, the agriculture farming community, I mean, do you feel like it's a, like a tight knit community of people like that just have each other's back? Like I just... Because, you know, I I feel like sometimes in in our, in the, like, atheist, skeptic world, sometimes it feels, Dan, I don't know if if I'm right in saying this, feels a little like herding cats a little bit, community-wise. Everybody, yeah, everybody Um, has their own way that they think things should be done. And if you don't do it that way, then, of course, you're doing it wrong, so you're an asshole. So that, so (laughs) I, so I wanted, so Rob, I wanted to get your, like, your perspective on the whole, like, you know, your community and what that and what that feels like, because then I do want us to kind of talk about, you know, the the crossing over of tribes and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But but I kind of want to know your the farming agriculture community background a little bit more. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny because I have listened to your podcast. I, I enjoy them. you guys are you guys bounce off each other really well. You have paired together really well. And Dan, I, I know your pain because I co-host with a very popular female and everybody loves her and everybody hates me. So I feel your pain in that. But it, wait, people don't like me. <laughs> well, I love you. No, I but love that's you. <laughs> There are people on the internet that don't like me. Oh I've heard, you know, Holy but that's... Shit. I just... <laughs> you know, it, it, science is... I, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't assume, but you know, farming <laughs> does have that, that core value, that, that hard work, that, you know, that the good for America thing. It, it's, it, it's curious to me with the science part of it. It's like 
would an atheist scientist and a Christian scientist, would they be able to agree on something like food production? That, I would I think mean, that's, so. Yeah, right? it, they can. Yeah. There's nothing that says they yeah. can't. It's just a matter of, you know, what what they subscribe to. Like my, the the whole reason that we hit on the, the atheist stuff so much is, I, and I know Natalie feels kind of the same way, is it just serves as such a gateway into other things. If you, if you can suspend your disbelief and, and despite utter lack of evidence of this, then what else, like, are you going to fall into that same trap of, of just going along with, you know, what you've been told since you've been, you know, two years old or, or whatever. So that's kind of why we go with that. And, and it kind of depends on where each person is at, uh, you know, to answer your question, where each person is at in that process of kind of figuring out like, you know, what they think, how they think and, and how they connect to those dots there. Yeah, well, the so reason, we, yeah, go ahead. I, I guess the reason I bring that up because I don't know in agriculture wise, it seems like when you have that difference of philosophy that we have troubles getting the same message out. So I guess that's why I was curious about, you know, the difference in philosophies and science, whether you can still come out with the same message. Well, yeah, that's kind so, of, I so mean, that's what, kind of the whole, whole idea uh, behind the, the skepticism movement is that there's no, like we, we all, we all, like Natalie said, it's like herding cats because we all try to think for ourselves and then it gets into a whole thing with egos and jealousy and things like that. But I think I, there's no, there's no reason to not be able to do that. It's just, it, it just depends on the, the person and, and like I said, like where they're at in their life experience. Yeah. So I, so I can kind of speak to an experience that I've had recently. I mean, I like, I think that, you know, we, you know, a lot of us, I'm going to kind of speak a little bit to like the, the GMO science, like biotech type of issue, because I feel like you asked, you know, you asked, can a scientist who's a Christian and a scientist who's an atheist, like kind of have the same, you know, draw the same conclusions on something like Mm -hmm. biotechnology. And I mean, I think that whether you're talking about scientists or you're talking about like, you know, say I'm a. I'm not a scientist. I'm a advocate for these things and I'm a parent and I'm whatever. Um, I can have the same conclusions about the, the safety and the, like the benefits of biotechnology as a, as a mom who is maybe more conservative politically than me, maybe religious. I've, because for me, when I like am focusing on some of these issues, it's like, if right now we're talking about advocating for biotechnology, if my ally in that has a different like political leaning and a different um, set of beliefs than I do, but we are on the same team for like advocating for essentially, you know, something that can help feed the planet, like let's do it. And we, we can have separate conversations about politics or religion or we could just not like (laughs) i had a great like you know what i mean like i had a really great time it was was it last month that i went to st louis and got a tour of the monsanto research facility and both sellouts now aren't we we totally (laughs) like i am i've got my shill briefcase somewhere in the corner like you know like 
shill bucks galore in another room in this house. <laughs> but um, but like I spent a few days uh, among a group of women who in so many ways were, are very different from me. But we have a lot of the same shared goals, shared values um, for things that, you know, for this, you know, for that particular issue, it that's what matters. And so I had a fantastic time. I made like I they are friends, allies, and like I can, you know, sometimes you have to you look past some of the things that are a little different. And yeah. well, if and we I don't even know that it, you of, have to yeah. look I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know that you even have to look past them necessarily because I, um, and of course I forget her name because I'm terrible with names. Uh, but when, uh, I was hanging out with Vance, uh, at the, the hotel at the conference that, that he spoke at, um, I was speaking to somebody who, and, and I butted into this conversation because she, I, she, I just heard her say the word snowflake like three times and I'm like, what is going on here? What is going on here? I want to, I want to hear this. And so I listened and she's saying like, she's, I mean, she voted for Trump and we are, we, we, if you listen to the show, we have very specific feelings about uh, our, our president. And, and so like, I, you know, I just asked her and she said, well, I don't like the word snowflake and, and things like that. And so like we had a dialogue and like, I could tell, like, fundamentally, like, I do not align with almost anything that she believes politically other than, uh, you know, Russia taking over and running our country and the shadow government's a bad idea. But beyond that, like, we we were able to have a conversation because we neither one of us were being an idiot. And I think that's what it kind of gets down to is just people not being dicks to each other. Yes. And I I say all this because I getting back to your original question that you asked me <laughs> a long time ago. I wanted to get get kind of the feeling of 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 that because in farming a lot of time in ag, the organic side and the conventional side can't get to that point where we can have that conversation, and it's frustrating mm-hmm. to me because there is so much common ground that we could have. I mean, we're both producing food, both trying to feed people, but. Yet it seems more times than not that those two groups are not able to at least have conversations on what we agree on. And I wonder, is that, yeah, do you think that's a product of like just kind of friction between all the negative PR that's out there about like how dangerous uh, genetic engineer crops are versus how safe and wholesome organics are like is that like friction because of that like public conversation that does that transfer to like in between like farmers like that this is this is my opinion but i think a lot of times what happens is an organic farmer and not all of them but organic farmer will hashtag not all organic farmers yes (laughs) we'll try to use fear um to sell their (laughs) products and of course Mm -hmm. that will tick a farmer off when you know, if you tell me that what I'm doing is harmful, it it, it ticks me off. And, and I mean, rightfully so, is even whenever I know personally, whenever I talk out about it and I know I'm uh, I'm pretty good friends with Michelle Miller, the, who who blogs as the farm babe, uh, you know, whenever she talks about it, it's it's never like we never villainize organic farmers or organic crops is if you want to buy organic, great, like go for it. That's fine. Our problem is you're coming from a place of fear to try to sell your product. You're trying to you're trying to shit all over genetic engineer crops in in an effort to promote your own product. Yeah, 
I, I, you're, yeah, you hit it on the head right there. Yeah, and I think that really, like, the there are so many, you know, hopefully, like, shared values among, you know, whether you're a conventional farmer or an organic farmer. I mean, you're hopefully doing what you're doing for, like, the love of, like, farming, feeding you people, all, people like, all eat, of that. You both want people to eat, you both want money. Yeah. So, I mean, we've yeah. we got two yeah. things you can have in common there. So that's there. And so, I mean, I guess I feel like, the, the goal when you're having conversations with people of, of different worldviews in any way is like, you know, it, I mean, it's definitely something that we've talked about, like with Vance or with Grant Ritchie when he was on the show, like you, you don't be a dick, find common ground, like have like real human to human conversations because we're, we often are at our cores, hopefully more alike than we're, than we're different. But, but sometimes it's hard to kind of get, to get to that point. And so I guess, you know, for, you know, as we're all talking here, it's like, Rob, you've got, you know, your community of, of farmers, like advocates, all of that. I mean, Dan, you, you have this large audience, you know. The science enthusiast army. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I, and, and I'm, I'm just, I'm just here. I don't even know why I'm here, but um, I'm. I, I'm doing some stuff too, but like, how, <laughs> how do we, in like the skeptic world, how do we support the farmers? How do you, you know, how do we, how do we merge and build bridges between these tribes? Because there are a lot of shared values. Like, hey, we want to feed the planet too. We, we just, we don't have the means to do it. We don't know how to do it. How do we help you guys? Like you know, continue doing what you're doing and, and offer at least vocal support. I think we need to, we need to focus on what we do agree on. And and that is, Mm -hmm. that sounds so simple. That sounds so easy, but ah, you you know how, you know how it's not it because we get, we get tied up. I, I I listen to your podcast and I, I enjoy it. Uh, I'm also a Christian. I don't feel like you're, I don't feel like you're necessarily ripping on me. You know, you're making fun of a lot of dogma and stuff like that. But I also know I listen to the science part of it, too. And I know we have that in common. And I, you know, it's tough because not everybody's going to get over that. Not everybody's going to get over the fact that, all right, you know, they're 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 talking about this. I don't want to listen to them about that. So if we can focus on what we agree on then, yeah, I think we can move forward and make some pretty good progress. Well, and then in in thinking of this, too, I was kind of thinking of, all right, if I was, if somebody's listening to this and they're they're kind of, you know, they're listening to it for you because you're, you know, somebody from your shark pack is like, oh, let's listen to him on this, uh, this podcast yeah. with the cat logo run by these two um, weirdos. <laughs> uh, like, and I was thinking, all right, where, where would I want to, direct somebody who's like okay maybe maybe i'm i'm kind of interested in this like world of skepticism whatever i mean and and dan you can give me some other examples too but i'm thinking like they should check out like the prism podcast with Mm -hmm. clay jones and grant ritchie or like i all like i like to direct people to like michael marshall and the mercy side skeptics like everything they do like skeptics with a k this you know this whole 
I mean, I feel like the British skeptic scene is is pretty incredible, and they're like, they're, I don't know, British skeptics and atheists. I feel like are a little less dickish sometimes than the Americans, and I say that as an American. Is it just the accent? It's just it's the accent. They sound less dickish. <laughs> um, but then, but then, like you know, there's people like Yvette who runs Cybabe, who's a fantastic advocate for for farmers. I mean, she she loves farmers and like and her science and skepticism is i think a really cool match for anybody who's kind of interested in like like learning more about this and you know like dan and i too like send us messages on on facebook and and twitter and oh, don't, you know, don't tell people to message me don't tell people they, okay then they, they can they do. can message they me do. i they get can, like 50 a day. okay they already do you know what fine <laughs> fine then, then i'll i'll take them all i will take them all any anybody who is watching this like or listening to this like yeah you can you can message me i'll i'll probably answer maybe <laughs> but be nice but be nice but so okay so dan do you have any like anybody who's listening to this and wants more to you know, get a little more of the the skepticy side of things. I mean, I think you got to go with like, like the real people. OG uh, with uh, Skeptic's Guide to the Universe, and they. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, each each one of the each one of the hosts has their own personal views on things uh, as far as like their religion side, but they they do um, an admirable job of keeping that out of the discussion. They they don't even. I can't think of the last time that they've even posted about it on their Facebook page. Uh, more yeah. than a couple of years ago, so they they keep it focused on just uh, you know just the science, just you know whatever uh, issue they're debunking. So that's definitely uh, the the one to go to if you're if you're looking to get into uh, listening to like skeptics uh, podcasts. And plus plus like they're all fun people and they're all like insanely intelligent. I mean, you can speak to that too because we've hung out with most of them uh, at Nexus last year or had them <laughs> or had Kara Santa Maria on our show. And I guess uh, we're supposed to have Bob on at some point. Some but, point. Uh, yeah. But so and then as far as like people who are our regular listeners who for whatever reason come back and listen to us and do this every week. Ah, um, thank you. Like, and we're sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> if you know, they're listening to this and they're like, okay, I like I, I want to support this other community of people who are doing really great work and have a lot of the same, you know, views about, about, you know, some things that really matter. Where, Like, Rob, where would you point, like, what direction would you point them in? Well, of course, I would point them to the Shark Farmer podcast every Tuesday morning. And uh, uh, so the Farmer and the City Girl every Monday morning. But, I, you know, there's there's a lot of good uh, people out there in ag. There's, uh, there's a lot of good food blogs. I, 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 I get teased about this a lot, but I think uh, Vance Crow is doing a, a fantastic job about getting a voice for agriculture out there that's not necessarily the stereotypical old farmer voice. You know, he comes from outside ag, mm-hmm. and he's been able to communicate uh, with with people outside ag a lot better than than we've been able to do. You know, we're farmers. Are you we, referring we, to millennials? Uh, you know, he's just he's just <laughs> different at all of them. I, if farmers are a tight, I just I just, I just love to hate on his. I just love to hate on his title, like his job title <laughs> at Monsanto. I just love to hate on that anytime I get a chance. I think they need to add a few more words to it. <laughs> right. That well, it, it's like I've told him, like the fact that they call him the director of millennial engagement. That like that 
is evidence that you need somebody like to like do that because you have no idea like <laughs> how to even start that conversation if you're calling the position that. That position should really just be an emoji. <laughs> oh, it should. That's it. Van, like Vance Crow no longer even just has a name. He's just an emoji yeah. or like a couple emojis, maybe. One one has to be like a heart because he is the Monsanto hunk. And okay. I feel like I need I'll to take your that, word on but, that, but um, <laughs> he is no. That, that is, was in an is, article. I, I that wasn't me. I did not make that up. It didn't. Uh, it's, okay. it's okay. I didn't disagree <laughs> with you there. He is I will say he is much taller than I expected him to be, like based on the pictures that that we've seen. And I spent like a minute like editing a picture of him in Photoshop. He is much taller. He's taller than me. And that intimidated me, and it didn't. But well, how tall are was, you, Dan? I'm five eleven and a half. Yeah, so am I. And what the hell? How, when did that become short on social media? Five eleven is like a, a midget. It just it's it a good size. Off. It's a good size. You damn average, right, it is slightly above average. It's you know, above what average. Because our feelings guys, are hurt. You're, you're you're tall enough. <laughs> you're both tall enough. Okay. Thank you, thank it's you, right. Natalie. How tall you're, you are? It's how you carry yeah. yourself. You're tall enough. Are, Both of yeah. you are tall enough, and, and this is this is where I like. I guess so I'm here still... to just keep keep things civil and keep things like it's okay, guys. No, it's okay. we still. Na- Natalie, still are we are we handsome too? You guys are you guys are tall. There, you're so. tall and handsome. That's oh, it. Like thank you. everybody, you're, everybody on this show. Well, I, I'm. <laughs> yeah, you're just as everybody you're, else. Yeah, you guys are, are snowflakes, or I don't even know. Am I supposed to say that? Um, as long as I'm yeah. a handsome snowflake, uh, you can call me I that. I love the term snowflake. We, that's the topic of a different podcast. I love that term snowflake. Uh, oh my god! Okay, as fuck. That just means well, wimp, right? So a snowflake. I don't even know. You have to teach me. On it. Does it? Does it just mean wimp? Um. Oh gosh. Like, do you like? We have again. We have four hours that we can live stream, so we can talk <laughs> about this for the next like three. Uh, no, it's just a. It's used as a pejorative by conservatives, or we'll say like asshole conservatives online, to dismiss the arguments that anybody of like liberal leaning uh, uh, inclination is making, and so they say, "Oh, you're just a liberal snowflake," and that's like the conversation that I had um, oh. uh, with a woman uh, at that conference. Uh, is what that centered around. But like at the same time, like when you're using it to dismiss somebody's argument without actually engaging them, yeah, that's bullshit. But at the same time, like there's a lot of people on like the far left that exemplify like what they're talking about so that's why it's like a stereotype that's caught on because yeah it's pretty damn accurate for a lot of people but no the way that a lot of people use it or a lot of idiots online use it is uh is what is what makes it kind of a i guess hot button word to to say to people gotcha that's like the that's like the most like nuanced and like brief at the same time, explanation that I think I could have ever ever given of that. that I'm proud that, of that. No, that was that was that was pretty good. And um, yeah, it's <laughs> extremes talking to other extremes about their yeah. That. Is this is this how well, Natalie moves talk, on? We can even do a whole podcast about how extremism <laughs> is like the problem that we have that led to Donald Trump. But 
that, that's a, that's a topic of another podcast. That you put put that in your own Google Doc, and we will we will do a podcast about that. It would just but, be me. You know. It would just be me, like just staring at the the camera the whole time, going uh, just nonstop, and then you don't get a word in twice. So. And then and then it would yeah, be not. me saying like. Well, I like to I like to be a little bit more in the middle and talk to people on both sides and be like, you know, be that person. Well, I don't yeah. mind talking. See, to that's why everybody likes it's just you. When, you, when you're, <laughs> it's I don't mind talking to people. It's just when you come from a place that you're not trying to genuinely engage or discuss, like yeah. all the I get. Like I said, I I probably don't get fifty. I pr- maybe get like thirty messages to the page a day. At least twenty of them are some sort of uh, either like uh, like hardcore Muslim, hardcore Christian, like complaining about me saying something mocking religion, and it's never. I will say, maybe ninety percent of them are not engaging that conversation like with with an intention to actually talk. Like I, I'm going back and forth. Like there's one guy right now who's just telling me. I'm going to pray for you. Okay. Well, I don't need your reverse curse on me from your, from, from your, from your wizard. Like, I don't, I don't need to have this conversation, but he has a, he has a really, really silly comment up right now and people are just like tearing it apart. So I don't want to ban him, but also it's annoying. See, I've been, I've been fortunate where I don't, I don't really get that much. Like, you know, It'll happen. It has to happen because you're but, a female on the well, internet, and that's how the internet treats females. Unless, unless, some, like, unless not Trump all females, is, like, I don't champion, know, but, championing women's rights. I, I, Mike Pence is going to be get get some sort of award uh, for his work in women's rights. Well, no, I but um, so, but really that's though, real thing that's happening. I but talking about like more what we were talking about earlier, <laughs> not that, um, like. No, but the but really like the the reason I think that the like the science moms movie that I'm doing caught on is because it it targets the middle. Like and I feel like I mean da- like stream stuff that you, you know messages that you get aside. I mean what you're Dan you're trying to target like the people who are on the fence about some of these things. Like Rob, your podcasts are accessible to anybody who wants to like get you know a real person talking about these topics and i think that's that's where all the shared goals are and and that's why like i feel like these kind of conversations where yeah like we all come from like slightly different backgrounds whatever we have the the common you know goals and hopefully the people that are listening, you know, new to us who are here to listening to Rob or people that are listening to us that usually listen to us, they they get a taste of like, you know, another tribe like in and the joining together happens. So I feel like that's that's what we wanted to do here. And I'm happy See, that's, you guys had this conversation with me. That's this not is how fair. This is, yeah. this is what happens on my Farmer in the City Girl podcast. Is I say something and then and then Carrie comes on and just say something and everybody loves Carrie and everybody hates me. I see this happening the same here. It's it's not fair. And I will agree with you. It's it's because she's a female. It's yeah. Everybody hates us. That's right. That's why that's why us men us men need to rise up and and fight back and take back our rights from the women. 
Totally. You guys need to do that. So um, so to wrap this up, gentlemen. Um, <laughs> Men's rights are human rights. <laughs> wow, she's bossy. Uh, hey, <laughs> I, 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 I run this show. I, I make the Google Doc. So I know, but see, yeah. I, don't, I don't know that Rob gets like the joke that was there. I, I, I don't know. I think he thought I was being like slightly genuine. Or at least maybe his listeners did. Like we could again, again, like whole entire fucking like podcast episode about like men's rights activists and how like they're man children and another podcast. So I know I'm getting so excited. I need to calm down. Calm down. All right. So so Rob. Yes. (laughs) If if people that are listening to this, if they've made it all the way to like the end of this interview, I don't think we have to worry about that. Yeah, I mean, so so for the for the few people that are still listening, I'll have you know we have mom. seventy live viewers on Facebook right now, which is more than zero. So I'm no scientist, but where, it's more than zero. Where can where can people find you on the internet? I'm thinking on you know, give your Twitter info, yes, give your podcast I've, I've, names again. Yeah. Like, let's promote yourself right now. I've got the dumbest Twitter handle in the world, so just search Shark Farmer on Twitter, and you'll find me. Um, the Shark Farmer, <laughs> the SharkFarmer dot com. And farmerandthecitygirl.com. Uh, so those those places you will find me. And you'll listen to some awesome podcasting. Awesome. Yeah, well, we'll have links in the for, show. We have links in yeah. the in the Facebook description, the YouTube description. like Everywhere. We put it in all the, dis- yeah, all the places. Everywhere. <laughs> so thank you for joining us for this episode. Yeah. And, um, I was thrilled. Yeah. I, I, I listened to your podcast before you even... Before we even knew you, so and that was because Vance turned me on to you. So no, I enjoy your podcast. You guys really play well off of each other, and uh, yeah, I feel bad for you, buddy, because you're you're never going to win this battle. I I feel your pain. I'm awesome. I don't and... I don't feel pain because I don't feel anything at all. He doesn't ever. have emotions and whatever. <laughs> she can say whatever she wants to, and everybody's going to love her. I. Uh... It's so unfair. She says it with a smile, and she's cute as hell, and like that's all people care about. I know it, and because that's that's one of the first one of the first feedback uh, we got after we started doing these videos on on uh, the the Facebook and YouTube's was you guys look so miserable. So the whole time I'm sitting here like smiling, I'm having a great (laughs) time. No, 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 they did not say I looked miserable. They did not say I looked miserable. I believe, I believe the first comment was "need more boobs" or something like like. Well, okay, like yeah. Stupid like that. So and it's like okay. Well, you're banned now because like, you're just a dumbass. But yep, uh, asshole. Yeah. <laughs>
for making a... F- <laughs> this is why I love the internet. I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to thank you for making a Facebook, period. Like, making a Facebook. I made a Facebook. Like, good for me. Okay. <sighs> Focus broadband. I've been <laughs> I've been a Christian all my life. Like, And I'm thinking, like, oh, my gosh, like, this is somebody... Because, I, I mean, this I get messages I, like this, like, all the time. I know. But, and, I, and I have to say, when you... Because you sent me the screenshot of this. And as I was reading it, I was like... Oh, rad. Like he's getting he's getting one of those messages where somebody's like, You helped me change You're my like, mind. You saved me, unlike Jesus yeah. saved us. But no, but no, it gets it gets better. <laughs> it takes so many turns here. I've been a Christian all my life and tried hard to raise my fifteen year old son the same way. Okay. We're still good though. We're still good this far. Yeah, poor. we're good. We're yeah, good. but then like we take a hard left here. Well, because of you, I failed as a parent. So oh, thanks very much for converting my son and making him believe this non-space sense. Angry face and then crying emoji. It's all your fault. It's it's all my fault. Like you, you know what though? Like let, let me made a Facebook. Let me spin that though on this mom. Like, okay. So she should be she should be happy on some level that she has not indoctrinated her child that hard that like you know what? He obviously has some critical thinking skills. Like, despite her best yeah. efforts, too. Like, despite apparently. her best, like, but really, I, I think, I think she needs she needs to to reexamine this. That that really, she has not pushed herself, you know, her her beliefs that hard on him, and and he, you know, he can think for himself. So, lady, if you're listening, good job. Don't She's feel so listening. bad. She's not listening. She's not but. Listening. But it was just, you know, just in case, just in case. Yeah, it's it's so bewildering because that, I mean, like I said, that's a, that's a win, like for me, like in my mind, up until like, <laughs> which is why I failed. Like, so there's so many layers to that. It's one, it's blaming blaming some random asshole on the internet for yes. like m- mocking a bad idea, and then you know taking a liking to that mocking. And but then even beyond that, the the amount of guilt she feels that I know. she's she's See, she thinks yeah. and I'm I'm taking her like at face value on, on what she said, but she feels like she failed as a parent. So, like she's f- failed. Like she's a, she thinks she's a bad parent now because her child is 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 atheist or agnostic or whatever uh, whatever he wants to define himself as there, and. That's that's just so fucked up on so many levels because how how in oh my gosh it just drives me crazy because, but it, like if you have to work so hard and try so hard to you know convince yourself and or anyone else that you know you're right about your religion I mean of course you're going to think that you failed but I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, if my kids grow up and decide to be like evangelical Christians, like, I don't, I don't know how I would feel. I'd be disappointed that I didn't raise. I, I guess that I didn't give them the maybe didn't give them the proper tools to critically evaluate evidence and think independently and things like that. But I wouldn't consider like that that one. It's it, it's no different than saying, well, my kid grew up and he's a Republican now, or he's a even worse libertarian. That's a joke. Like don't like 
that's a joke. Or can I say, or, or what if they grow up and they're a vegan? Uh, like that, those are all failures as parents. Clearly, clearly, we're supposed to laugh now so that clearly, people know it's a joke. Clearly, Dan is a, uh, is a sarcastic. Uh, 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 at Intimal uh, on, on the Yeah, hate mail, hate mail. <laughs> we're going to, that's the second part of this, isn't it? <laughs> oh, but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not that at all. The, the failure to me would be forcing your child or any child to believe your ideology for no other reason than it's the one that you were forced <laughs> into believing yourself. Yes. So, so you- on that negative note, now we go to <laughs> a, a negative that turned into a positive. Yeah. So this like, I, okay. <laughs> this, you know, it's like what happened was, Somebody was trying really hard to insult a bunch oh, of us. They tried so hard. Like, they oh tried God, so hard they tried. because they fucking And they got so far. But and in they, the end, it, and in the end, it so. doesn't matter because we all were laughing our asses off yesterday on all of the social media. So there's some, there's a, a Twitter account that just likes to sort of troll all of us and, and is especially fond of following like anything that is hashtagged with science moms um so you say the- all of us i don't pay attention to twitter all that much yeah, yeah so, i know like, we know you hate I, twitter but but you I got no included idea. in this because i did this, yeah because this person has a thing against our friend vance and and then all of us who are friends with him because i don't know there's some conspiracy probably but anyways none of that actually matters because what resulted from this is what I would want to be like my holiday card this year. I don't is, know that it's not going to be. I mean, I think we all just need to send it to like, I don't know, the non-GMO project and GMO Inside and like Jeffrey Smith and like just tons of people who are just woo pushers. But anyways, there is I wonder, a... We, I wonder if we did a Kickstarter and to, like had like, you know, a hundred or however many printed and would like, I, I bet we could fund like shipping it to each each of us and we could each of us could sign it oh and it's it's early enough oh Oh, there's an idea idea brewing and it's awesome okay so i'm going to tell you guys what it is and we will we'll have a link to it because it's beautiful um somebody this person photoshopped a a cast photo of um the tv show friends but instead of the friends it is julie kelly kevin fulta me vance crow Yvette, Don Tremont, Cybabe, and and Dan in in just a, a line like hugging each other pretty much. And on the bottom, instead of friends, it says Monsanto. And it's like, okay, in, first in, like, of all, the friends it's, font too. Like yeah, the, the friends font. <laughs> it's like, okay, here's the thing. You want to try to insult us. Maybe use bad pictures of us. Like they're all Number super one. cute pictures. Like, like it. It's, this thing is hilarious like the ones, and adorable. The ones from my profile picture right now. Yeah, it's my it's my Twitter profile. It's like Yvette in professional makeup. In professional makeup. Yeah. yeah. Kevin and Julie looking super cute. Like it is. I mean, and of course Vance is like a fucking hunk. And Vance, so. Vance is Monsanto hunking it up. So like, like all, all that, like six foot nine of them. Yeah, all that picture it's made me want to do nine. is like. Oh, that's a rumor we could start. Ooh, yeah. Start that that'll, be, that, that'll, that'll be viral on Twitter tomorrow. But really, all that picture, all that like whole post made me want to do is hang out with all you guys and actually take that photo and 
posted on social media. So it was the worst. It was just such a failed attempt at insulting all of us. And it was hilarious and amazing. And I am going to print it out and put it on like my refrigerator or something. It's it's my cover picture right now on my personal Facebook page. It's squad goals to go back to an episode. Did Did you happen to read the blog post that accompanied it? I mean, I like I scrolled through because my, it was just going to melt my brain because it was. I, 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 I couldn't uh, I couldn't read it either. I tried. Yeah, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't it wasn't worth it. I just wanted to stare at that picture and try not to laugh. And it failed every time because it was I was just smiling or laughing the whole time. So um, so thank you, person on Twitter, for caring about us enough to Photoshop us as friends. We really appreciate it. And we also right. appreciate and we need, our, we need yeah. To, oh, I was going to segue into Patreon. credit where credit's due. I need, we need to, uh, I need to get, we'll, we'll, we'll link. Uh, <laughs> I think we'll, I, I might, might even just link to the OP of yeah, I think it. We, because, I think we link to that. Because. Reasons. It's Why amazing. Not? It's amazing. The whole thing was amazing. So, so thank you to that person for giving us some enjoyment we appreciate it (laughs) and if you made it this deep into the episode thank you for listening if you enjoy hearing us in your headspace uh, you know leave us five stars on whatever uh, application you are using or website or Hell, I don't know. Whatever you're using to put us in your heads. And if you don't feel like doing that, I mean, tell your friends about us because that's how we grow and that's how we get more listeners and that's how we get more stars because we we are on a secret, uh, I guess, trajectory to get all the stars uh, because there's a finite amount of stars. Mm -hmm. Ooh, there is. That's that's actually true. That's Uh, true. Fact. Like however many billions and billions of them. But, I mean... You know, that's how we grow. And if you really, really like us and you want to just like throw money at us because, I mean, we like money and, you know, web hosting is, isn't is isn't free, um, you know, you can also be a patron. Pa- patron? Patreon. Patron, patron. patron. on Patreon. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. and then you can give us money and then we can do things with your money and, you know, some of them might be legal. I don't know. Uh, we don't have to tell I, them though. I haven't made my decision yet. No. But if you want, if you you know, if you want, just like Michael and Trevor and Alice, Cynthia, and Michael and another Michael and Felix and Amanda and Chris and James and Sarah and Jose and and then our our newest uh, Nathan, friend of the show, a nice segue into next week's guest yeah. have done. We would be incredibly grateful. Natalie, hit us with a quote. Food is the moral right of all who are born into this world. And that is Norman Borlaug. And um, yeah, fitting for this episode. And um, yeah, I like your, I like that, Nathan, thank you for being a patron now. Um, I always like to preview what's going to be on next week's show, and it's going to be Nathan. So our friend Nathan from the Trolling with Logic podcast is talking to us about his journey from Christian apologist to um, atheist and skeptic. So it is an interesting conversation. We hope you come back for it. And um, speaking of interesting. And if you want to watch it now and you like videos. 
if you if, if you want to watch it now and you like videos, you can go ahead and watch a video on our YouTube page, and we have a link to that in the show notes. Yeah, and if you also have made it this far and you're like, oh, I wouldn't mind listening to Dan and Natalie talk about some stuff in some other places. Boy, I have some treats for you guys. Um, other people have wanted to talk to us lately, which is really weird because why? Yeah. So, I don't want to talk to me. I know. So like, we're, like, oh, I, and I we're know. bringing this full fucking circle. Beginning of the show, we talked about the thoughts in my head and how yeah. I don't want to have them. Right. And right. sounds like a joke. Am I joking? I don't know. We don't, I don't know, know. But I don't know. We'll talk about it after the show. But some people have um, have invited us onto their shows to talk to them, and we're going to have links to all these in the show notes. But um, so Dan and I both were on the By Any Means podcast. We were also on the Brainstorm podcast, and I recently have been on the According to Matthew podcast with friend of the show Matthew Fasciani. Um, Fuck that! Oh no! Oh no! That's not Matthew no, O'Neill. Yeah. Oh my no. god. I- <laughs> <laughs> were you just gonna say fuck that guy I, I i can't i have like ptsd of the name matthew okay. now like all right so matthew well, Falciani is such a great person he's and such a great person and he's I so know. intelligent and the things that he shares on his uh, facebook page are amazing facebook page and yeah. especially because I, I never see anybody's like public yeah. like blog pages i only see like personal posts anymore he's i awesome. feel like he shares great ideas. Matthew O'Neill is a cockwombler. Yeah. And so, okay. So this speaking of him, based. though, I know. So speaking of him, though, I did record something for his podcast that he's relaunching. And his podcast is called For God's Sake. And I did. I recorded something with him. Um, so we people can listen to that or not. Maybe they want to listen because they're like, who is this guy? Um, who, who is Matthew? Who is Matthew? Oh, and are then, we, we could have a podcast for you now. We could. Are we gonna? Are we gonna podcast fight with him? Maybe. Ah, uh, we already. I mean, we're, pod, we're podcast fighting. We're like the sharks and the jets, or something from West Side Story. Oh, and speaking of sharks, I was also on the Shark Farmer podcast with Rob Sharkey, our guest, um, this episode, and that came out today and has gotten a lot of really positive feedback. So I've been stoked about that. Um, but yeah, so listen to that one. We're fighting with Matthew O'Neill. Um, Matthew Fasciani's awesome. Listen to By Any Means. Listen to Brainstorm Podcast. Um, yeah. So, or don't, because you've heard a lot of us already. So. There's a lot of, that's, that's like five that. different five different shows in addition to this show. I was gonna, that's a lot. I was going to pitch, yeah, yeah. I was going to pitch uh, our friend of the show, Michael Marshall's podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. Talk about that. Yeah. Pitch that reasonable. one. Yeah. Uh, Last week, I don't, well, of course, I don't know if he's released one this week or not, but I know uh, last week's or the most recent one that's available right now <laughs> was uh, he talked to a nine eleven truther who, oh boy, like yeah. those are some. If you want, yeah. if you want to to hear like one of the most like patient and respectful discussions with somebody who is demonstrably nuts i mean listen listen to be reasonable episode 40 with christopher bullen who's a 9-11 truther because he will and it's 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 such a like i said such an exhausting listen because bullen will say one thing Marsh says, well, that's just not true because X, Y, Z. 
And and then mental and he goes, well, if, if he chooses to engage the criticism, A, or two, he'll just move on to the next thing. Like, you know, not unlike what, uh, you know, most priests do, whatever you challenge them and pigeonhole them into something that's not true, because it's almost like 9-11 truth or, or even, uh, you know, anti-GMO, anti-vaccine. It's almost like it's a religion. Like, it doesn't actually, like, have any evidence-based foundation or anything in rationality. Oh, we are so sorry for anybody who's made it this far, but that actually was a really good point in that voice, too. It was it was good. Should we do this again next week, maybe? Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, we have to. We told Nathan. We have to, yeah. We, we and we, ha- like, we have, like, five other episodes that are, like, oh almost ready to go. So We, we do. We've, we've been going we've hard been... lately. We've been really, like, yeah, we we've have. been working. <laughs> Dude. We haven't done this voice in a while. <laughs> the NPR slash phone sex operator voice, because it's quite a combo. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that there is much difference between the two. No, it's, 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 it's right, except for except for the the context. The con- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> context matters. Content. I guess. Content. Intent. Content. Intent matters. Intent matters. All the things. <laughs> All right, that's a wrap. Nobody says that. I do. I'm the, I'm I'm producing this, and I said that's a wrap. You're producing, you're producing it. Well, I I'm the one that has the record button mashed down that's on Zencaster. So so yeah, like okay, that's true. And right you now have- we're just we're just stretching it out to try to try to fit the time for the show, because you know we have very consistent time frames we that do. we post. We, we have a lot of rules that we put on ourselves, like when we do this, don't we? <laughs> just, just yeah we have a whole rule book no the, as like yeah the, i was gonna say the, as the like whole, last week's episode is like was nearly two hours long like yeah. the longest we've ever done no our and rule book before, is pretty much pretty just short. we're we apologize we, we have to apologize for what we've done like yeah yeah atone for our sins oh yeah. good news we, i never talk talk about this or talk about uh at least uh, I do with you, but never on the show. Uh, well, like we, we we're growing. We we had we had over twenty, well over twenty thousand downloads last month uh, for the for the first time, and like well over, and that's that's kind of neat. Had it like is thirty, kinda... like thirty to forty thirty percent more listeners last month. Yeah, so and, so keep listening, people, and and tell your friends. And I mean, I know small sample size. We're what just four days in. It's April fourth, Tuesday, April fourth, right now. But I mean, we're on pace this month to get close to thirty. I think yeah. somehow. I don't know what's been going on. People have been downloading on Mondays too. Normally, we we post Wednesdays, and Wednesdays we get a big spike, and then Thursdays a spike, and then just kind of. Goes 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 down from there. Get it, get it, get it. I I, I get it. I get it. Thank <laughs> that, you. That was for a, that. that was a callback. That was a callback to uh, Priebus. To the to uh, the dick stuff. To yeah. the yeah Priebus. What wherever the since dumb fucking made up name is. Who just <laughs> lost all our just lost all our uh, just lost everything. <laughs> Just lost all our fertility 
God uh, supporters. <laughs> what is happening? Because right that's a whole know. that's a whole chunk of our audience is like the, the people uh, who just worship fertility gods. I don't know that it's not. I know we don't know. We don't know. So I don't know that it's not. But we I also... would love it. I would love it if that was like the one piece of hate mail I ever get is somebody who's just like <laughs> butt hurt over you dissed fertility gods. Like I, I want that to be my piece of hate mail. Well, yeah. what that means, what that clearly means, is that you hate children. And you hate and, and you hate well, A, yeah, you hate children. That's that's Natalie Newell. That's what you said. Yeah. Uh, don't 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 flip flop on that. But also, uh, you you hate uh, couples who, who can't get pregnant and have to go to fertility clinics. I hate everybody. You you hate them too. That's exactly what you said. I did. In I, fact, I, I think really, you even called them racist. I mean I called them all kinds of things, so yeah. All right, let's end this before everybody hates me. We're we're like I'm working on the fact that like people haven't yet decided that I'm completely horrible. So let's let's just let's call it a day. Let's that's a wrap. Give it time. Give it. Give I'll time. give it time. I'll give it time. Just not there give yet. Time. Get a your your page your 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 uh, blog page will grow and then you'll get really really. And people will be like, you fucked you up know? my child. Yeah, well, like I ruined, I, I apparently ruining parental relationships, yeah. uh, failing kids. Uh, I'm also gay. I found that out today. So, oh, did you? Know. Yeah. So I got it. Is good to know. Yeah. So, so now I'm gonna spend the rest of the, my evening, I guess, making a profile on Grinder because we'll have fun with that. I mean, you know, yeah. check me Why out. Not? Lady, see that's 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 a disparity i can't say check me out ladies or check me out boys that doesn't have the same uh the same uh check me out men see see women women get that that's that's why we need those men's rights activists i think on that note we can <laughs> we can like we could wrap this up so we're like we're doing everything we should be right now dan like <laughs> i mean all right Hopefully, hopefully. All Maybe. right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get started and we're going to talk about stuff. The music you heard tonight was written and performed by Adam Johnson and was used with his permission. You can contact Adam at adamjohnsondc at gmail.com. This podcast is property of Not Narrow or Straight LLC, all rights reserved.